Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to the Jello Jiggling podcast. I'm Ryan Ward, and we have plenty to talk about. Mostly revolving around none other than LeBron James. Apparently, LeBron is angling. This is reported by Brian Windhorst of ESPN. For a long-term deal, two to three years at $60 million per year. That's a lot. That's a lot, and you don't know how much you can get out of LeBron from here on out. So I don't know about that. I mean, that sounds about right. Like, he'll opt out, and he'll negotiate. I doubt he'll really flirt too much with other teams unless he's dead set on, you know, exploring his options, which I kind of doubt at this point, but, but you never know. I mean, it's, it's the way LeBron goes about his business. It's like the wind blows, you know, it could change tomorrow. It could change a week from now, a month from now, you know, it could change June 28th, the day before he's supposed to make his decision on opting in or out. Um, Either way, it looks like Lakers fans could be in for another two to three years of LeBron James. And I would say at this point, most fans are kind of tired of this this going around because it feels like the same thing every year. You know, everything gets hyped up. They're title contenders. You know, him and AD, him and stay healthy. And it's just, they just fall flat. You know, and it's it's not looking great right now, especially after that Phoenix loss in Phoenix. Um, and then they got the Clippers coming up tomorrow, which could be pretty ugly. Um, the only thing they have it going in their favor right now is Paul George has been ruled out. Um, but AD, apparently, um, from Daniel Starkan, who's at Lakers practice, said that uh, – he has an upper respiratory illness right now, so he's not feeling great. Um, so we could be without AD tomorrow, and that would be a devastating blow uh, for the Lakers. But uh, getting back to the LeBron angle of things, to make matters even that much more complicated, Bronny James fell out of ESPN's mock draft for the upcoming 2024 NBA draft, which uh, isn't all that surprising because, to put it bluntly, the kid's not very good. Uh, he's, he averages 5.5 points per game, 2.8 rebounds, 2.5 assists, and the team has a record of 11-16. and 16. Uh, That's not great for a, a kid, you know. I mean, I, I feel for the kid because I think he's going to have – he's always going to be in the shadow of his father. It reminds me a lot of um, Jordan's kids. When Jordan's kids went to, went to college and playing ball, and they weren't very good. And I don't even think they even made it to the league. Um, Bronny could be going the same way. Personally, I think he should stay for another year. Let's go play for another – because these kind of stats, <laughs> that's – you're not going to do much on the NBA level. And I, I don't even know how an NBA team can justify that outside of having LeBron sign with them, right? Which is 
what supposedly is going to happen. Uh, LeBron has said over and over again, I'm going to play with my son. You know, wherever he goes, I'll probably end up. Um, and then I think there was a, a report recently that uh, the Lakers are open to the prospect of drafting him, which I think just opens a huge can of worms because LeBron, once he heard this, this ESPN mock draft thing, you know, his kid getting knocked out of it, obviously everybody jumped on it. And they're like, oh, you know, Ronnie's not going to be uh, in the NBA or you might find it very difficult. And LeBron came to his kid's defense, as any father would, but he did it on social media. And he said, you know, like, oh, give him a break, blah, blah, blah. And very defensive over two giant tweets. And then goes and deletes them after he got a lot of heat for it. It's like, dude, you're kind of bringing this on your yourself and and Bronny. I mean, it's you gotta quiet down. I mean, I think it wasn't all that long ago that LeBron was saying that he was watching NBA League Pass or something, and he was looking at the other teams around the league and players and saying how his kid was better than some of the guys in the league. And I'm like, how? How? <laughs> like, I, I just, look at five point five. At SC, winning, you know, 11 games? What? How? It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and I'll be, I'll be honest, I haven't really watched the kid that much. I've seen highlights, but that's about it. I have I don't have enough interest to go and watch him play. So I don't know, you know, what, what he's great at or what not. But, I mean, like, when you look at the, the numbers there, it's just it doesn't look like much, right? That's why I say play another year, man. What do you got to lose? Play another year. Your dad's not going anywhere. He's going to be in the league another five years. Watch. Um, but LeBron putting his foot in his mouth again, it's just I, I don't understand why he can't resist the urge to do that when he knows the backlash is coming. I mean, there's all this talk about him being the you know a genius and how he works with the media and all that stuff. Well, sometimes he does this stuff, and it's like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? And how did you not expect to get thrashed for it. I mean, all the talking heads are jumping on him. Stephen A., uh, Shannon Sharp, like all those guys. All those guys that praise him and kiss his ass are, are turning on him really quick. But that's, you know, that's how media works. But especially that kind of media. But uh, LeBron just needs to quiet down. I mean, I, I think everybody screws up, right? Everybody goes on Twitter that's that's been in this space or this you know works in this industry and it says something stupid and then they regret it immediately and they they delete it. I, I know I've done it before. I mean I can't even remember the, the exact instance but I do remember being like oh damn I shouldn't have said that or uh that was stupid. Well why the hell did I say that and deleted it. But I'm not a billionaire. <laughs> I'm not one of the best players that ever play the game. You know and I'm I, I don't get the, you know, the, obviously the engagement that he gets. It's so, it's, but I, you would think that he'd be over that stuff at this point. And he, you would think, why put more on my son's plate? Just why? It's, it's kids dealing with enough, you know, the immense amount of pressure that kid must have to deal with and, and not living up to it so far. It's, that's got terrible, man. Especially, and then dealing with all his health issues, you know. I feel for the kid. I do. I definitely do. And I hope I hope it 
gets better. And I hope that one day, I hope it doesn't, you know, tear them apart at some point where he's just like, you know, dad, I've had enough. You know, I'm going to go to Europe and play for a while or, or whatever. Anyway, LeBron, stop tweeting. Stop, just stop tweeting. Do your zero dark 30 thing that you do every year, supposedly. Anyway, on to more Laker-centric topic. Spencer Dinwiddie. I, 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 I kind of feel like the team is probably regretting uh, signing Dinwiddie at this point. I mean, it's, it's there was no risk whatsoever. I mean, I think you signed the vet minimum, right? Um, and it doesn't matter. Like you think, cut him tomorrow, and it's not going to change anything. Uh, just opens the roster spot. But damn. Looking at his stats, I went like kind of a little bit of a deep dive, and some of the things I saw, I was like, too many times I've seen the box score, and he's literally done nothing, like nothing, and and in twenty five minutes on the floor, nothing. I don't even know how that's possible for a veteran player as good as he is. I mean, he's not great, but he's a good role player, I would say. Right, I praised them when they signed him. I thought it was a good move, but looking at these stats now, I'm just like, "Geez, he's played five games. He averages 25 minutes a game. He shoots 31 percent from the floor, 23.5 from beyond beyond the arc, 4.8 points, 3.4 assists. I mean, that's awful. But when you put it in the context of what I'm about to say." It makes it even look even worse. He averages more time on the on the basketball floor than Rui, Cam when he's healthy, Vanda when he's healthy, Wood when he's healthy, and Christie. Like, wow. And then all of those guys average more than he does in less time. Only uh, Lewis, JHS, and Fudge shoot worse than Dinwiddie. And those guys never see the floor. And when they do see the floor, it's garbage time. And they're nervous as hell. They're jacking up shots. And it's understandable why they shoot poorly. I They may have just gotten a dud. Maybe it's just, it just something that isn't going to work from here on out. Which is unfortunate because the Lakers really needed a pop off the bench, which they thought they were going to get with him. So I thought, too. And then next up, we have the Clips. And I thought this was interesting. And I mean, when I when I thought about it, I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy that it's come to this point now. But in a good way, I think this, this should have happened. But tomorrow's game, the Clippers will be the home team. And it will be the last time the Clippers are the home team at crypto ever when they play the Lakers, unless they meet in the playoffs, which I doubt it, but you never know. But that's pretty crazy when it, when you let that sink in, like that's it. The the Clippers and, and the Lakers sharing the same court. That's, that's it, man. It's done. They'll move into the Intuit Dome next year, which I heard is pretty cool. Um, I, I, I would like to check it out. I still think it's really strange that it's, the street from the forum 
where everything started for the Lakers in LA. Um, it just, uh, they, they can't seem to just get away from the Lakers' shadow. They just can't do it. Even though they fare well, you know, playing up against the Lakers, um, I mean, they don't have a title. You know, they, they're, you know, the whole battle for LA thing, which I think is kind of a cool premise, but, uh, it's it's not really a battle. It's not really a real rivalry because they this it's so lopsided. <laughs> like how can you compare seventeen titles to zero? You just can't. Um, but it will be the end of an era of sorts, and it's it's kind of kind of crazy when you think about it. Um, especially with you know the the all the superstars they have now. Or you know, star players. I don't even know if you call Westbrook a superstar anymore, or um, definitely Kawhi, definitely George, and definitely Harden. But I don't know about Westbrook, and that's not just being bitter about Westbrook, even though I'm not a big fan of him. Um, sorry about the dogs. They always seem to know when I'm on here. Anyway, uh, things aren't trending in the in a great direction for the Lakers right now, and. That's unfortunate. Um, I think that loss to Phoenix was a big kick in the nuts, to be honest. It was kind of, I mean, it would go to the free throw line eight times. I know that was made a big deal of, but, I mean, the Lakers are shooting more free throws than any other team in the league by far. So I don't know how you can bitch and complain about one game. You know what I mean? Like, you're not getting in line. Beat them some another way, man. Like if if the if you're a good enough team, you're gonna figure these things out, you know. But uh, I just I just hope this is not the beginning of a really depressing stretch, and it, it it could be. I mean, like I said in the last two pods about the the schedule, it's it's brutal. I mean, the, the Lakers have an opportunity to bounce back quickly, and you know. In a, in a somewhat tune-up game against the Wizards after they play the Clippers. But then it is just ruthless. Denver, OKC, SAC, Milwaukee, Minnesota, SAC again, Golden State. I mean, ugh. Dude, they're going to have no chance to breed. And we're going to – I guarantee we're going to – if it goes bad, we're going to hear the same humdrum crap from – from Darvin Ham, like uh, where are all his, his little sayings? Like I mean, the guy just repeats himself constantly. I I like Darvin Ham as a person. I don't know if he's that great of a coach though. I mean, it's kind of coming to light in the worst way possible this year. Um, but he will definitely be put to the test in this this stretch, man. I mean, the Lakers have to go 500 ball for the rest of the season just to have any chance in the playoffs if they make it to the playoffs. This this could knock them out. This could knock them out of contention. I mean, out of the playing tournament and everything. I said Golden State is right there. They're ready to, you know, hit their stride. So they can't really screw up. And they've already lost one to Phoenix. Uh, and tomorrow – even without Paul George, they still, I mean, Clippers are one of the best teams in the league. And, and 
just that firepower they have. And they, if, if, if AD can't, can't go, I don't, that's not going to be good. That's not, gonna, that's a blowout. That's a 20 point blowout. Unless LeBron just goes insane, which is possible, but I kind of doubt it. <clears throat> it would be cool to beat them. Um, the last time them being the home team in crypto. Um, I still find that weird. I still can't come to terms with the fact that the place is called crypto.com arena instead of Staples Center. Staples Center is such an iconic name. I I, I really wish they didn't change that just for money. Then again, it's a business, you know, I guess you got to do stuff like that, but still kind of sad. Anyway, this team really needs to step it up. Uh, didn't we need needs to stop being nothing on the basketball court? Uh, it would be nice for him to turn things on. At least anything, any kind of production. I, mean, I can't believe the guy's not even averaging five points a game. I mean, at least, I, mean, I think the only acceptable thing would be somewhere in like Rui's uh, uh, point total, like like you know, ten to twelve points a game off the bench, but five, 4.8, and you have all these guys averaging more points. It's disgusting. It's just, that's the worst possible outcome, to be honest. That is the worst possible outcome of them signing him, is him just shit in the bed and, and then just being nothing out there. I hate it because I like Dinwiddie. I think he's I think he's a good player. I've always thought he was a good player. And I was always hoping he'd land in L.A., you know, with him being a hometown um, or L.A. native. And obviously, you know, probably like the Lakers growing up and all that. But it is what it is. I wouldn't be surprised if they cut him, if he, if this continues. It, this game against the Clippers would be a perfect opportunity for him to blow up. Um, and he might not even see the floor when Cam gets back. Which could be soon. It could be very soon. I don't know if he's going to play on Wednesday, but uh, it seems like he's trending in that direction. I can't remember what they said at practice today uh, about Cam, but okay. Darvin Ham said Cam Reddish participated in practice today, and we'll see how he feels in the morning before deciding if he can play against the Clippers. <laughs> Gabe Vincent and Vando have not progressed to on court work yet. They're done. Those two are done for the season. I mean, unless something miraculous happens, I would not count on Vincent or Vando being back. I mean, I, Vando for sure, I, I would say. Um, oh, this is interesting. So I guess Ham addressed Dinwiddie struggling. He just needs to go out and play, man. The guys have totally embraced him. The coaches have totally embraced him, the organization. Duh. Uh, that's why we wanted him here. He's a huge fact. He has a huge factor to him in terms of wanting to make sure he's doing the right things to help his teammates and care about things. Yeah, blah, 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 Darvin. Just get to the damn point. Sometimes you just have to go out and hoop. And that's what I told him. Don't worry about making a mistake, man. We'll figure it out. Just go out and play your game. We'll adjust. 
Well, that's about as blah a comment as you can get from a coach talking about a struggling player. Well, at least he's still getting supported, I suppose. But if that goes on for another week, I don't know so much. Um, well, let's see, though. Let's see. I mean, he's he's not, not done yet. He's only played five games. I don't know if that's too little to judge him at this point, but I'm judging him because those numbers are awful. If he played less minutes, if he played like 10, 15 minutes a game, I probably wouldn't give him so much crap. But 25 minutes a game and you can't produce anything out there? What are you doing? You understand he's going to learn a whole new system and playing with new teammates, guys he's never played with before. I think he played with D'Lo, though. Um, but come on, dude. Step up your game. Hit some shots, Dinwiddie. I like you. I like you. Don't make me dislike you. Anyway, until next time, I'll try and get back on here on Thursday. If not Friday, I'm not sure when the next game is after the clips. Quick check. Hold on. Let me see. Uh, Thursday. Damn, so back to back. Jeez. The NBA is doing them no favors. I know it's Washington, but jeez. And then Denver on Saturday. OKC on Monday. All right. Maybe I'll do this on Friday then. Either way, either way, unless something crazy happens, I'll do like an emergency pod or whatever. But uh, I'll see you all soon. Hopefully, much better news uh, in a couple days. And hopefully they get a win. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.